You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter at Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 238th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. Hey, this is Matthew in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And this is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts. You guys, are you have you come down yet from your world tour interview high? No. Still floating. For the first time in my life, I felt like people thought I was cool. <laughs> like, oh man, All you week. got Mitch Docker on the podcast. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, that felt really cool. I, Spencer. Yeah. Was it the highlight of your slow ride podcast podcast? I would say, um, compared to the folks that I usually have to talk to on this podcast. Yes, it was huge, a uh, huge upgrade. Um, excellent, like really informative and engaging and just, you know, all around fun. Like a lot more fun than you're used to. Oh man. So much more fun. Like, yeah. Uh, I, I honestly, I don't think I've had a better time on this podcast in 238 episodes. Yeah. That is by far and away the, the tip top most memorable thing. In fact, I don't even remember any of the other episodes if, if it comes wow. down to it. Yeah. Your way to make yeah. Abby Mickey feel awesome. Ooh. You know, <laughs> I, I have to admit Abby Mickey had probably the greatest, uh, tweet of the uh, post Mitch Docker um, come down from the Jersey draft mm-hmm. when she, cause we're going to have her on the air to do the women's world tour Jersey draft, which we're very excited about. And her tweet was along the lines of the Jersey draft is probably when I'm the most nervous on the slow ride podcast. But after hearing their picks of the pro tour of the men's pro tour jerseys, no longer is she nervous at all. Yeah. About just running the table on us with the uh, the women's world tour jerseys. Yeah, that's maybe she uh, thinks. Who knows? I think that's probably a fair assessment. Yeah. So we're excited to have Abby on in a few weeks, and you know, little guy Mitch Docker um, did a fair job talking about you know TJ Van Garderen's arm wrestling skills. Do you, after what you heard, do you think you can still take TJ Van Garderen? Well, he is really skinny. Um, I think I can get him still. I think, I think he's, he's probably doesn't pick up his kids, you know, so he can keep those little scrawny climber arms, whereas I'm holding my one kid quite often. So I'm, I think I'm bulking up a little bit. It's like lifting weights. Yeah. It's progressive, you know? And we, we had a slew of other feedback that we've gotten from all types of uh, listeners. Uh, the slow ride podcast fan zone on Facebook or the whatever Spencer called it. <laughs> it's uh, um, the official fan experience zone. The official fan experience zone. The best part about that was um, Jonathan Crane of uh, Birmingham, Alabama said we failed to uh, get Mitch Docker to uh, begin a response battle rap to um, Astana for how bad Astana's rap video was. 
and I thought that this was a good idea. And then they started writing some lyrics. Um, oh, and they totally put um, Taylor Finney at the front of that uh, rap crew. And I, I kind of agree with that. Um, so dropping some sick bars. So, uh, you know, that was cool. We also got um, a variety of emails, including um, Patrick from uh, Melbourne, Australia, was telling us all about the uh, the Christmas Belgi. And he was happy that Mitch mentioned that he got dropped <laughs> on it, as he did on several occasions. It must have been a sight for Master Five blokes going past him on the grass alleyways that made him lose his will to pedal. Then again, everyone gets dropped on the Belgi. And, you know, Patty, Masters Five down there in Mel- Melbourne, um, big fan of Bike Shop CX as well. He, he wanted to uh, make sure that we know that the invitation is open oh. for us to go down to Melbourne to, uh, yeah. to ride the Mel. I'll just pop on down next that, week, maybe. Now that sounds pretty good. That sounds much better than a bike uh, tour across the U.S. In my opinion. Ah, well, we'll see. So, lots of good stuff. And uh, once again, uh, we'd like to thank all of the uh, listeners that came over from Mitch Docker's Life in the Peloton, um, Lachlan Morton episode. Fantastic. He's going to have the cobbler Adam um, Hanson. Hansen. Yeah. Coming up in a in a probably in the next week or so. Should be very soon. He was posting it on the Instagram. And it's again, exciting. if you want to listen to a really good podcast, even if you're not a big time cycling fan, which I don't know why you wouldn't be listening to <laughs> you'd be listening to this podcast. Yeah. You want to listen to the sense. episode with Michael Woods. Hands down, yeah. uh, one of the best. Um it gets you. Little guy. Uh, a little bit later, we're going to get um, into some talk about um, world tour racing, kind of the season starting up and all different types of uh, teammates out there. But um, mm. first, I need to hijack this podcast. I never do it before. I never steer the ship on this uh, thing. Really? I, just, I, I need just to hijack like... the podcast too, though. That's the problem. Do you want to? Well, I'm just going to go first here um, because today <laughs> was the ninth annual Doc Hollywood Invitational up in Micanopy, Florida. And as I've talked many times on this podcast, this is the race, sorry, the ride that I started with Keith Richards, my old business partner at Swift Cycle, who I talked to today. He's going to, uh, he lives out in Portland now. And Micanopy, Florida is where they filmed Doc Hollywood, the Michael J. Fox film of, of lore. Probably the, I mean, it's ripe for a, for a remake. It's probably his most uh, yeah, popular sure. film, I would think. Yeah. Yep. We had a Porsche yep. for the first 25 miles leading us out, a Porsche Boxster. It's pretty cool. Oh, Until so we got to the okay. first gravel section, and he did not take the Boxster onto the gravel section, um, rightfully so. Um, <laughs> it was a good ride. We had 62 uh, turnout on beautiful Central Florida roads. But here's the thing. Got to the store, mm-hmm. started raining. Oh, we were at the store for like my. 25 minutes. There's quite a few, few flats like there normally are on the way to the store. And uh, so we waited. People were going in, getting their food and everything. Started raining. So as we as we're loading up, and we've been sitting there at the store for twenty five minutes, what do you think someone yells out? Oh, well, they need a five millimeter for sure. Yeah. Someone yells out, oh. "I have a flat." Oh. Now we were there for twenty five minutes, and there's sixty two <laughs> people in that parking lot. Yeah, yeah, they're getting dropped. It's starting to rain. What would you guys do if you were me? Drop them. They're, exactly. It's their fault. You got to check that fault. stuff out when you get there. Yeah. Check your tires. It's not hard. So then I start riding away, but no one really followed me. So eventually he just <laughs> like the leader. hit it with some uh, CO2. Then they caught up to me. Um, Tim, I, w- yeah. I, w- I got a quick question. Quick interjection yeah. here. Um, yeah. In the yeah. 
in the nine or I'm sorry, eight previous episodes of the Doc Hollywood, has there ever been rain before? Yes, once. Okay. I wasn't sure if this was the first time uh, you guys no. experienced uh, wet gravel the, roads down there. The first time it rained was conveniently the year I forgot my shoes, <laughs> which all of my teammates and friends have let me know all about. That's why I got this picture sent to me. I posted it on my super, on the, the Super Rookie Instagram page of someone yeah. sending me a photo that just said, don't forget your shoes. Yeah. So we're riding through the rain. We get through the last neutral gravel section. We cross the U.S. highway. And it's two gravel sections. They're both about a mile and a half long each. Normally, in the eight previous, mm. edi- seven previous editions, one year I drove, <laughs> I have never made it to the end of these two gravel sections with the group intact. Okay. Yep. Today, Sounds about today right. I did. I made Whoa. it to the end. The, so good news, <laughs> I made it further than I've ever made it before with the group. Bad news, okay. I still had 20 miles to go when I got dropped. <laughs> so it was cool um well, there was a time so i actually get up to the front group i'm in the front group and i you know i'm like oh i got to get up to the the front of this pack that's not true okay. that's your first mistake yeah, why? <laughs> why 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 didn't you just sit on the back what, yeah what, what do you think people say what do you think people say when they see me kind of noodling my way up to the front of this pack i'll say obviously we're not going hard enough yeah they're like man this must be the slowest year yet i gotta check the strava later no that didn't come out it was actually a, a decent, like, I actually had some fitness. What do you think they said? Okay. No, I'll tell you what they I said. I don't know. Tim, what are you doing up here? Yeah. <laughs> to which then I reply, I don't know. Is this what it's like being in the lead group? What am I supposed to do with my hands? <laughs> it's pretty good. You didn't just attack, right, as you heard that? That, that? that feels like it would motivate me to attack, even if it was completely Promptly after they said, Tim, what are you still doing here? Or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. Someone did attack off the front. I was able to maintain. Um, overall, the group was very well behaved. We didn't attack mm-hmm. across like you know busy highways, and everyone was safe. It was fun. I didn't have a flat tire. Finished pretty well. Ryan Woodall, former U.S. Cyclocross oh national champion, won a th- his third year in a row. And uh, Tim's ultimate bike crush. I know. Well, he's a great guy. Um, yeah. And then Amy Talbot of uh, she's a marathon national champion sh- champion in, mount- in mountain biking. Won the women's race probably for like the sixth time. So, um, nice. yeah, overall it was good. Uh, now, people came from why? all over. Now, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Friend of the podcast, Chuck, from Virginia, told me months ago he was bringing eight people to the ride. They're staying in Orlando, out near Claremont, where all the hills are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't come to the Doc Hollywood because it was raining a little bit. Oh man! They drove all that way. They drove all this way to Florida, and then didn't do the Doc Hollywood on the weekend that they were going to be here. Mm. Uh, That's kind of weird. I know. Um, I forgive him if he comes back next year. So next year is year ten. I hope you both can come. Keith is going to be coming back from Portland. It's going to be the biggest. The year second Sunday in February. Everyone's invited to come, including you, Mitch Ducker. And I tell you what, Mitch, if you come, you can win your weight in. What's Florida known for? Hmm. It's Florida. Yeah, what's Orange Florida? Juice. Oranges. No, that's not it. Okay. Gators? Uh, gators? You're going to win his weight in gators? So he'll get know. like a third of a gator? All right. We'll come anyway, up with something. You cut a gator in, into thirds and hand it to him? I guess so. I mean, it could be, you could actually have a gator be the prize like Trobro Leon. If that makes sense. It doesn't. No? All right. Well, 
All right, so I'm done with me. Little guy, what's your segment that you wanted to talk about? Is it about Tinkoff trying to buy Team Sky? What a, what a bullet we all dodged in the cycling world with that. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's any truth to these rumors because um, Tinkoff himself has denied it. Well, usually where there's smoke, there's fire, right? Yeah, where there's Tinkoff, there's stink. It yeah. stinks all over this. Can you imagine if he bought the team? That'd be great. Like that would be what the is? rightful end of Team Sky. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose that's poetic. There's something there. Can I tell you something? Yes. Tell me something, Tim. I actually liked the old Team Tinkoff jerseys when Tyler Hamilton raced for him when they were the yellow. Okay. Do you remember those? I do remember those. Yellow and black, yeah. They kind of looked a little bit like the Symmetrics team from Canada. They're pretty good. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Despite picking yeah. yellow lotto uh, in my jersey draft, I don't think a yellow jersey's ever done well. Uh, been done well, with the exception of the first year, uh, what is now Dimension Data, the MTN Kubeka uh, yellow and black striped jersey. Really, very good. Well, I mean, I think maybe. Um, I mean, the Tinkoff kit could be good. With it being, no, yellow and black. Yeah, I guess you're right. Onse was okay, though. Onse, I feel like, here's the thing. Now, hear me out. Okay, I'll hear you out. I'm, okay. Yep. Onse is a classic. It's a wonderful kit. It's something everybody loves as a cycling fan of any amount of time, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Um, it's not a good kit. It's mm-hmm. a great kit. We We like it because of the nostalgia we like it because of the powerhouse of the team if that if that kit had never existed and got introduced today into the peloton we would all just vomit all over ourselves instantly true yep. true no, okay we're terrible, gonna talk Tim. he's right he's totally right it's terrible no. and the bikes were terrible everything aesthetically was terrible about it <laughs> No, so let me tell you the two things that are re- no. That are let me tell you the only good thing was the doping program. Little that guy, you just good. can't jump in here think thinking you know what was awesome about Team Onse. Let me tell you two things. One is they had the blind pictogram, yeah. and it really sealed the deal that it was the charity for the the national charity for the blind in Spain. So it did good work, much better work sure. than almost any other professional team in the in the peloton. Second. Did the it? Onse, we don't know that. <laughs> the Onse shorts were fantastic, where they had like kind of the Scrabble tiles on the side where it said Onse. Mm-hmm. Looked really good with the border. That's all I'm going to say. So yeah, yellow can work in the professional Peloton as long as it's the Tinkoff Credit Systems kit no, or terrible kit. the Onse kit. Okay. But now anyway. uh, the current Lotto kit is so much of a better yellow kit no. than either of those kits. No. You could add the power of both those kits together, and it's still <laughs> not nearly as good as the current Lotto kit. And I don't even care who you're looking at in that Lotto yeah. kit. Name the lowliest domestique on that team, and they look better in that kit. Yeah. No, I agree. And, uh, I, and I'll go. I'll go one step further as to say they were kind of like notorious for being like style leaders because they got to switch their kit between the, the Giro and the tour. Um, and that just kind of gave them this extra panache, this extra, you know, pizzazz. Yeah. Tour. That nobody else could do and only they could do it. And that's, 
maybe what what we all love about that team, and it's not actually the kid. Okay, well, so the okay, yeah. let let's 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 get on Segway Street here and go right into the Wout Van Art kit reveal, which oh, yes. happened midweek. So Wout Van Art, three or two years in a row. It's like cross world three, champion or three, three years three, in three. a row. And, okay. and we and were, then, this was something we feared when he did not win Belgian national championships this year or the European championships or the European. We were worried that this or the could happen. This could be, yes. we had not seen this kit as, as we theorized here on the slow ride because, because he's a team of one, a team of one that, that was created out of thin air before uh, the World Cup at, in Waterloo uh, because his team backing pulled out at the last minute. So yeah. we had never seen I don't think a he team saw kit. his kit until I don't his think mom he, handed it to yeah. him from the ironing board. I don't think he wants to see it again. The, Obviously the, not because he shut the cycle cross season down pretty quickly there. The, this monstrosity. So it's an all-black kit with basically ironed-on logos and... Mm-hmm. I would be embarrassed riding that. Like it didn't even look like an amateur. T- like I was at least expecting an amateur team, like geometric shape, maybe a um, <laughs> fires and like flames coming out of the sleeves, something like a semi custom template that you can get from any of the major custom kit providers. Yeah. Instead, it was an all black kit with logos just placed on in the middle. And I mean, it was bad. You, yeah. Any amount of graphic design at all, like any amount would have improved this kit. And you think to yourself, like maybe if you haven't seen it, you're thinking, how can an all black kit be that bad? It's the best color to make a kit out of, especially for cycle cross. It's got world championship piping on it because that's the former world champion. And somehow, despite all that in their favor, they made a really bad kit. Ah. It was bad. It was, but it was done. He looked really depressed and sad when he was wearing that kit. Um, kind of felt bad for him a little bit. Yeah. Well, thankfully, like uh, little guy said, we we will not have to see it again. Uh, he is moving on from that into a nice yellow kit. To a pretty decent yellow kit. Yeah. So we did get a couple of emails following up on the Mitch Docker report of a race. A mysterious race in Quebec, Canada, where you can win your weight in maple syrup. Mm-hmm. Um, little guy, you called me very excited in the middle of the week talking about this race. So what do you got? Uh, I don't remember why I was so excited. I mean, it looks cool. You win <laughs> maple syrup. It's got some big hills. It's called the Appalachian Classic. It it looks great. What I like... What, no, wait, not, wait, I don't know necessarily. It's like. the Appalachian Classic in Quebec? Like, you, come on. You can't do a little bit of, like, you know... No, the, well, I have to dig around on the website to find the the the, the French pronunciation because yeah, yeah. when you actually the website is actually just theappalachianclassic.com. dot com. You gotta so, you gotta give it a little ooh la la, you know. Yeah. Uh, la classique des appellations. Sounds perfect. Yeah, you Question. nailed it. Uh, so it's only three ca- four categories, right? So there's a pro elite, an open A, an open B, and then the women. So we'd be so, open B. We, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how it Ooh, works. I'm sandbagging to open B because uh, I'd like to think it's sandbagging, but really it's me in the appropriate category. Yeah, probably, probably. Um, this, it's, it's as, it's kind of a weird race. There's $12,000 total 
on offer in it, and then you win maple syrup as the winner. So, and it's some crazy amount of climbing that only uh, eight thousand eight hundred and sixty feet of climbing. So only Michael Woods would love that amount of climbing. I think. I think yeah. Everybody else is a little fearful of that. That's pretty bonkers. So it looks beautiful. The pictures on the website. Go check it out. Um, I doubt we are going to be there and cresting that hill first in any of the categories, judging by our uh, previous form. But Tim did make the front group, so sh- uh, maybe little maybe guy, open B. Maybe that's open B. Little guy, I uh, I was zoned out there for a little bit. Um, you said there were four categories. Was uh, one of them a fat bike category or maybe a single speed category? Something I could get into. I don't think this is that kind of race. Yeah, this isn't that kind of race. Sorry. Now, I'm always intrigued by the races that are held in Quebec because they have like the World Tour races and then Mm -hmm. they have Mount St. Anne and then they always have all these random other like events, like a lot of money behind them. But then you're like, oh, but then you said, you know, there's only four categories in this race. Is this a big race or is it still kind of a, you know, below the radar? So. It's pretty small number-wise, 71 in the Pro Elites last year, 61 in A, 33 in B, so like we got a shout and chance, and 22 women. So um, it's not a huge race by – what's crazy is like that is like local MCF Minnesota like lowly road race numbers, you know? But with a $12,000 prize list. But with a $12,000 prize purse and a very nice website, I mean, and lovely terrain. I mean, it looks – like an awesome race, and it's kind of crazy how little attendance there is. It um, sounds to me, now, if I'm doing my math right, that's probably about $200 per category payout and then $10,000 of maple syrup. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> Retail so. They've value. got it a little more broken down technically on the website, but you, okay. you basically hit it. Do they have sponsors like Log Cabin? And other um... log cabin, Tim. We're gonna get angry emails <laughs> from Canadians. I can't believe you would say that on the air. Is we talked about that in the green syrup room. that they give away. Oh my god, I'm I'm really sorry, Canadians. <laughs> All right, hey, um... Tim. I think you better get that uh, formal apology to Michael Woods yeah. typed up and ready to go or quick. So, because if any chance of ever getting him on the show, we're losing that quick with things like that. <laughs> Probably. So, well, that actually looks fun. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe we can do that uh, race like that uh, one of these years. Um, I'd love to. It looks awesome. Now, as always, the day before the um, Doc Hollywood is the mm-hmm. big Central Florida bike swap for Orange Cycle here in Orlando. And I, lame. as many people know, I'm the world champion of bike swaps. I have a world champion uh... Team Z jersey that I like to wear with my uh, little um, hip pack. My uh, fanny pack where I keep yep. all my cash mm-hmm. from making winnings. And a uh, couple of things came up. I did not have a table this year. I did not sell. I actually went to go spin my legs, have some coffee, showed up to the swap. The swap started at 9. I showed up at like 10. I wasn't really oh, in so the mood the, to buy anything. The deals were gone. Deals were long the, the gone. The deals were gone. Yeah. For sure. Well, you get those last minute deals. And as I'm walking around, I um. I see the bargain box, a box that says all items, $1 inside the box. Okay. Okay. I walk up to, tell me if I'm in the wrong here. I walk up to the lady that was, um, working the booth, working the table. Did you you knock some things into the box? No, no. Okay. I didn't didn't, didn't do anything wrong. So I look at the box and 
I see this really cool ride journal. Um, I'm showing it to the guys here on the old Skype and it basically just, you know, write it down is what it says. And it says, you know, what was the weather, the location, the distance and time, your biking companions, the trail and road okay. conditions, so basically it's, everything like a ride journal. Yeah. It's Strava before you had iPhones. Yes. And it said a dollar. Okay. And I'm kind of looking around and I look at some different things. I pull some things out and she's like, oh, do you like any of it? And I'm like, uh, and then I say, oh, what would you take for this? Like, because <laughs> I'm not going to pay full price for anything at this lot. Dollar is too much. <laughs> she goes, so she, her response is 50 cents. Her response is 50 cents. So I say, I'll take it. Uh-huh. Then I pull out the only cash I had yes. when I pull it out was a $5 bill. <laughs> You're a jerk. So, so then she hands me the 50 cents and four singles. And I'm like, thanks. As I'm walking away, I see that the table is sponsoring like a junior cycling charity. You're a monster, Tim. Even better. Monster. Yeah. 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 Did I go and did donate the extra 50 cents to the uh, charity? No, I'll teach you. Th- I'll I'll donate my time and energy teaching those kids a clean set of wheels next time I see them out there, and then I'll write it down in my trusty <laughs> biker's journal. Destroyed some juniors on the ride today. So, guys, I have a question for you. Uh huh. Is it wrong to talk someone down from something that's in the one dollar box at a bike swap, or is that like <clears throat> worthy of being the world champion? I gotta say, um. Much like Gent Wevelgum 2003, when uh, Mario Cipollini chucked his water bottle at the official, it's a pretty great story, but in the end, it's definitely the wrong thing to do. So here's the thing, though. I, I did it the right way. I asked her the price first. Like, she could have just said a dollar, and I would have given a dollar, but she knocked it down right away to 50 cents. I mean, I, th- I mean, the dollar bin. Let's be frank. The dollar bin is the free bin. They're just like, we can't give it away. Yeah. Yeah. All that's getting given away at the end of the day. So you're just, you're just paying a dollar for the privilege of making sure you get it, you know, getting a head start on that. So I was very excited about my purchase. The best 50 cents (laughs) I ever built was at the swap. I still have the extra two quarters here um, Mm -hmm. for next year. I saw a random Moots fork sitting on a table. I was thinking about possibly getting that, but my guess is it's going to be there again next year. Um, he wanted 150 bucks for it. I, that wasn't going to, I offered him 25 and he didn't take it. Uh, <laughs> he didn't take fact, it. Carbon fork? Yeah. No, what but kind I offered 25. I was expecting him at least to come back and say like, ah, 125. And then we would have a conversation because you, it wouldn't be bad that's to have an, an insult to him. What's that? You got to start something realistic. That's just insulting. Yeah. So I don't think it's insulting when, you- when he took it off a bike. It's a branded Moots fork. And then he tells no, me, oh, it was made you... in the Moots factory. That's that's what he told me. And then I was like, what kind of all right, fork offer you it? 25 because they didn't make what... a carbon fork in the Moots factory. So right, maybe. your Nissan Versa, which we helped you sell for, uh, <laughs> what, 1900 bucks? 2100 um, $2, bucks. Um, <clears throat> you know, that thing was made on the floor in the Nissan factory. And uh, if somebody would have come up, answered your Craigslist ad, took time out of your day, for you to, you know, polish it up and pull it out of the garage into the driveway for him to check it out. And they said, ah, looks great. Would you take $200 for it? 
would you be like, ah, uh, no, but how about 2000? Or would you yeah. just be like, get off my lawn? <laughs> Probably the latter, but I like to think the former. Tim, <clears throat> did you see any uh, copies? Uh, I know I, I made one request from you at this swap. Did you see any copies of the uh, Hincapi uh, autobi- autobiography? I did not. Uh. Did not. I saw. I saw. It's not about the cancer. It's not about the <laughs> from Lance. Um, did you see? Uh, I, I wish I saw that one. Little guy. Oh, I went to a bike swap too. Yeah. This was the Minis- the legendary Minnesota bike swap at the mm. National Sports Center um, campus. So, little guy, how was the bike swap? Was it full? Uh, it was full. It was a little thinner on the ground than usual this year, but um, that was okay by me. I was trying to move stuff. I had a table with folks. I priced a lot of my usual garbage super low, had a really strong $5 bin. Um, I sold most of my stuff out of the $5 bin. I was really happy with some of that. I actually came out ahead, too. Sold $55 worth of stuff and and only spent $30. So, what'd you buy? I am I am I think I'm officially an adult because I think the last 2 years I have made more money than I have spent, which you guys remember when we used to oh, have was, tables together. I would usually make 7 or $8 and I'd spend 2 to 300. dollars It was <laughs> it was it was poor decision yeah. like central for me. So what did you buy at the um, bike jumble? I I didn't buy see this was what was so good. I got some screaming deals. I got some Thai water bottle cages, uh, which I'm always looking for. You guys know. Um five bucks a pop, you can't beat that. My I bought a weird aluminum uh rigid mountain bike fork for five bucks. Sweet. Don't know what I'm gonna do with that. <laughs> I got sounds uh, like a solid investment. Five dollars, man. What I'm thinking, it's for it's 29er. I think it might go on my Schwamigan bike to stiffen up that front end, and get a little more more vertical compliance. You know, yeah, um, that sounds good. I might not have gotten that flat if I have that that stiffer fork on there. Um, one of the coolest things I got was a Time like advertisement poster from 1989 with the tour podium of Le Mans, Fignon, and Delgado on it, and then a little oh. thing on the side that they all ride time pedals. Sounds pretty badass. How much did you spend for that? One dollar. Thank you very much. (laughs) Good work. Um, but my favorite purchase, and this, this, I was so happy about this. I walked over to a table because I saw a Ringlay skewer, a blue Anno Ringlay skewer, Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to ask about it right away because I didn't want to act too interested. (laughs) I wanted to be able to lowball, so I asked about uh, a pair of Suntour Cyclone Mark II derailers. So early eighties, midish eighties Cyclone. Some of the lightest stuff Suntour ever made. Ask about those just to be casual. Yep. Don't actually need them. Guy says they're a dollar each. Oh. So I, my my eyes sort of like pop out of my head, you know, uh, cartoon style. And you're and like, I was oh, like, act cool, act cool. Oh, I was like, uh, oh yeah, well, dollar, yeah, I might get those, you know. Uh, I guess I could use them. So then I turned my attention to said plastic bag with Ringlay skewer in it. Please tell me which, someone come up, comes up and buys the no, Sun Ringlay. This is the best part. I can't see that there's a price tag on the bag because it's upside down. It has – this bag has – Ziploc bag has a blue anodized Ringlay front skewer. It has two purple mountain bike bar ends. Oh. Right? Okay. Yeah. It has – uh, a weird water bottle cage that has like a welded on attachment so you can mount it onto your handlebars in black. Mm. And it has uh, um, a, like a chromoly rise mountain bike stem. 
It's a throwaway, but it's got the ringlet skewer in it, right? So it's a throwaway so, Ziploc bag. The guy just wants to get rid of it. Yeah. I said like two bucks. Two, it's two bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I spent four bucks at this table. I'm that table. good. I'm the world champion. Yeah. Dude, yeah. that ring glaze skewer is worth much more than that. But the best part is, is that I didn't even go over the intention. Now I've got purple anodized bar ends, which are totally going on the mountain bike for for that for that climb up Buck Hill. I'm gonna be oh, no. marginally faster up Buck Hill now because I'm gonna be in so, those sweet little bar ends, man. I'm so. Do you know who this gentleman was that sold you this? Nope. No idea. He Never could seen be listening before. to the podcast right now, and now you're making fun of him because uh, no hey. He he knew what he was doing. He wanted to get rid of that stuff in the same way that I had like old score taper durace cranks and a Paul front hub and various <laughs> other random bits for five dollar in the five dollar bin. Like I wanted that stuff out of my life and I wanted new junk in my life. And he had the <laughs> same feeling. And that's cool. Like we that's the best part of a swap is so, when at the end of the day you basically just traded uh things. You might a little money might have come in between, but like so basically the um i want to wrap up this before uh we go to the prem lap so it seems like you had a, a successful swap but yes. um <clears throat> for me you guys may remember i worked at that recumbent shop in chicago oh yeah for about like nine months i do yeah great it was amazing right here so what was uh one of the things that i got from there before i got fired um was a you mean got like air quotes got no like guy oh, no, i was told i could learned. take this um it was a <laughs> bobby julik poster full kofidis kit and the arrow bars and it said bobby julik i think it said like bobby julik future of american cycling or something like that i don't know he said like what on the podium of tour my uh buddies down at the bikery in st pete I've, I've told you guys all about they had bobby julik down there for like the tampa bay bike club like brought bobby julik in for a night huh. they had bobby julik sign the poster oh. and he was blown away he's like oh my gosh i don't remember ever seeing this poster yeah because he Kinda was so thing. hopped up on dope when he when was, <laughs> the picture was taken that he but, doesn't remember it he's like i was on so much so much meth during that tour Man, i bet you couldn't use epo you know bobby julik is probably the the most forgotten of all American cyclists. He stood on the podium of the Tour de France and we're like, who? Like we remember Bob Roll because he tells funny stories. Yeah. But Bobby yeah. Julik, he's like actually good. Well, eh. well uh, all right. Eh. Yeah, he had some moments. But you know what? Every every moment he every result he has came under questionable circumstances. Yeah. Details. Yeah. I I I definitely challenge anyone to find a non-questionable Bobby Julik result. This is right. This is right. This is Ryan Woodall, Florida's first cyclocross national champion. You're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Oh, guys, we have reached the prem lap. On the Slow Ride Podcast. And before we get into the details with Grimper Brothers, mm -hmm. we want to thank all of the members and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network, including those that um, like to listen to Bike Shop CX, banged out another episode last week. You can um, also listen to Gravel Lot, another weekly episodes. You had Bill Shiken on Cross Cycle Cross Radio. 
who did a great recap of the world championships with uh, Zach Schuster of uh, Cyclocross Magazine. I actually really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. It, was a, uh, it was a good listen. Mm-hmm. And the best part is, if you want to listen to all of these shows, you can just download the Wide Angle Podium app and it's all there. So the you know the new episodes go to the top. Yep. Um, we have a new Slow Ride Reviews coming up. And Spencer, um, do you have anything else to add on this? Well, I was going to say, I just listened to the uh, most recent Bike Shop CX. Uh, they do a whole episode, basically. They answer some listener questions and stuff, um, but they do a whole thing on the pit situation at Worlds yeah. with Lucinda Brand. And it's very good. Those guys are very amicable and friendly and like very positive all the time. But this was one topic where they just had to go hard on, 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 on their opinions. And it's very good. Yeah. That's a great listen. So I'd like to thank all those uh, people that helped make the wide angle podium network happen and uh, go to wideanglepodium.com to find out more. And then that lead us, leads us into Grimper Brothers, who mm-hmm. continue to partner with us with two fantastic coffee blends. That would be Hello Cyclocross Friends, a nice espresso blend. And then we have the Full Schleck, the... Yep. I mean, I like to say that the medium-bodied coffee. <laughs> it's it's like, pretty light. It's pretty light. But it, it's definitely a light body. Like when you think about the Full Schleck, Andy Schleck, who... I think showed back up on Instagram for the first time in a long time. Andy Schleck, Frank Schleck, unzip the jerseys, get the full Schleck coffee. Road season's coming around. It's time to start thinking warmer weather. It's time to start thinking, uh, you know, sun-baked mountain climbs. It's time to start thinking full Schleck. Um, So, you know, head over to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee uh, to direct yourself over to where you can get those, um, both those blends and, uh, treat yourself every morning, you know, start that Zwift ride off. Right. And that's wideanglepodium.com slash coffee. Yes. All right. Well, with that, let's, um, get back to the show. I'm Joe Dombrowski from Cannondale Drop Pack, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. So, um, little guy, when we were in the podcast yep. green room, you um, confused me a little bit. Did I? Because you said, hey guys, I got a story of an MVP teammate. And I was like, yeah. oh, really cool. The MVP teammate. <laughs> um, you must be talking about me and all the times that I helped you um, you know, win races on the track, uh, do other cool things like that and not Spencer yeah. hmm. because when did he ever help you win a race? And then that, you Spencer, know. Spencer was not thinking what I was thinking. <laughs> he was thinking something completely separate about MVP racing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I, 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 I forgot the D and you guys got super confused, but yeah. yeah. What's Spencer? I was definitely thinking, you know, the perfect lead out man, like who was the MVP, you know, who let out uh, uh, Dylan Groenwegen from Yellow Lotto to his massive victory today, like yeah. that kind of thing. Much well, much like I led you out to huge victories on the track uh, in the Cat 4 field. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I'm pretty- you did that one time. I had that one night. I had that one race on that one night, and I'll, 
I'll agree. You gave me a bunch of good lead outs. Yep. Um, that was my moment. I guess what I meant to type was N or MDVP MVPs. Okay. Uh, corner. I'm not so, any less confused. <laughs> so MVDP MVP corner. Yep. That's okay. what we're going to call this. All right. So because I got this thought because uh, Mitch Docker was telling us how he learned so much about cycling from us. And that's frightening. So, and how okay. scared we were about that. That was the quote. Okay. Quick, quick caveat. <laughs> when Mitch Docker said he learned a lot about cycling from us, very yes. flattering. Not surprising. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But here's the thing that kind of got me is that I learned a little bit from Mitch Docker. Yeah. Definitely. And it has to do with... MVDP. I thought for sure that Hard he was going to say that Peter Sagan knew who Matthew Vanderpool was <laughs> when Matthew, when Peter Sagan yeah. said, who? And Mitch Docker well, reinforced that Peter Sagan probably didn't know who he was, which basically was the plot of our entire novel that was the Slow Ride podcast was that Peter Sagan knew who he was, and now Mitch Docker is in that corner. So anyways, now you know. I, you know, it was a little shocking, but back to MVDP, MVP corner. Well, since he was saying he learned so much from us and we've, we've established that Sagan doesn't know who Vanderpool is mm -hmm. soon. He's going to know who Vanderpool is. And last year when Wout jumped in these world tour races, we, we spent a lot of time wondering if he had teammates. He didn't. And he didn't really <laughs> have teammates. And so I've been, I've been taking a peek at, Vanderpool's team that he's got coming up with him into these races. And I think he might actually have teammates. So I think we can do a little, a little M M D V P MVP teammate corner segment here so that Mitch and the other oh. pro tour riders will, will get a little head start on knowing the other, uh, wheels, the other Corandon oh. circus wheels to follow when these classics come. Cause you don't okay. want to just focus all on Vanderpool. You want to know that there is some other oh, danger in guy. that group. This is a fantastic it's a service. Idea. It's a let's, service. So let's, let's I want to play something here. Little guy. Sorry. I got, I got it. You got to be ready here. Like <laughs> I'm Mitch Docker, right? So and you, and you're just random pro you, you could be Daryl MP. I don't really care who you are. Right. Okay. And Spencer, you can be, um, I don't know, someone important like Chris Froome. Here we are. We're at Tour of Flanders. Well, Froome's yeah, Froome's going to be there. Hi, I'm, sure. I'm Chris Froome. Blop blop blop. Somebody get me some tea from the Sky Car. Perfect. Okay, I'm going to be Mitch Docker, but without the accent. Man, my mustache looks amazing. Oh wait, there goes MDVP's MVP teammate. I heard about this guy on the Slow Ride podcast. Yeah, I should follow. I should cover that move. Or no. I know who that guy is. Where's and, my bloody and tea? He's not yeah. that good. No, but I listen to it on the Slow Ride podcast. These guys, I listen to all the time. You should totally check it out. Trust me on this. See? I don't have it, time I, for this. Somebody get me my goddamn tea. <laughs> I mean... Exactly. So, little guy, I, I'm feeling you, but I, we really got to give some good information to Mitch Docker and the boys about who these guys are that are going to be racing with... The greatest thing in cycling. Who do we got? I, uh, who's, who's a teammate? Give us, give us t MVP number one. Okay. Well, obviously because uh, Vanderpool, I'm just going to go through, I'm going to go through one slightly and I'll go in depth on one tonight. And then next week we can do another one because I've got at least two that need highlighting. 
obviously uh, his team had to pick up Stein Devolder because oh. when you take a cyclocross rider from the cyclocross ranks and you put them into World Tour Racing as uh, Wout's team did last year, you bring in Stein. He's obviously the mentor. Yeah. Um, we know, we all know he's won Flanders and he's 167 years old. So, they, do you think they perfect. know who Stein Devolder is? The, who the other riders in the world tour? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just, he just, was just, like just in the world tour just a little bit ago. I know. Just check. Okay. So you obviously got Stein. You got all these cyclocross guys that we know, but there's all these weird roadies on this team because they weren't like a road team before. So the guy I want to talk about tonight is da, 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 Roy Johns. You guys know who Roy Johns is? No idea. No. Never. Never Tim, heard. You of know. Him. I'd never heard of him either, but this last week at the uh, Etoile de Bessages race, he got an eighth place, a seventh place, and a fifth place, and he finished sixth in the points classification. So, like, legitimately was there in the front group all the time. And this dude, a couple years ago, uh, 2014, finished fourth in Perry Tours. He's been uh, he's been second at the Spark House Giro. Like, he's actually a pretty good rider. He's on Lonty for a few years. Like... He's actually gonna, I think, be a useful teammate, unlike the way we saw the Wout team last year. Like he's almost so, oh, so yeah, so Matthew Vanderpool's actually got some quality teammates. He's got Stein Devolder. Yeah. Now we definitely know about um Rayans here. Now uh, I'm a little worried though. He did, <laughs> does it, does it some, drop off he, after that? He did have some DNFs. No, no, no. He had quite a few DNFs. It and doesn't Trobroy Leon. He DNF'd. So I'm a little worried. Yeah, but look, I'm saying let's. we got to only go by, we got to go that he's got some past results. He's obviously able to get the top form. And so far this year, that team has only lined up for this one race. And four stages, he finished top 10 on three of the stages. That's good. He's not peaking yet, but the form is on the rise. So, and packs a decent sprint. So, like, that's what we need. Little guy. Tell me this. Now, I know you're going to go through more of these teammates uh, in the in the following yep. episodes, but gleaning what you can from these two teammates that you've uh, disclosed to us already, what is the strategy that this team is is working with uh, for MDVP? Um, MVDP? Anyway. Um, mm-hmm. Are they... It sounds like maybe they're going for some veteran savviness, but like still has some horsepower. Probably can't get to the the final of the race uh, with the front group. Can get Vanderpool there. I well, obviously that's what you're going with with Devolder because yeah. he'll crash. We all know that's what he's done <laughs> in the last twenty seven uh, c- classics he's been in. We remember the Robble Bank or the uh, Radio Shack years. Yes. Um, he he's a, he'll be there. I mean, the the thing about uh, our buddy John's there uh, is that decent sprinter. We know Vanderpool's gonna be a better sprinter if he's there at the end to give a little lead out. That's that's gonna be interesting. Can like, I? Wout never had any help. So are these guys? I, um... Are they there to show Vanderpool the ropes? Like, hey, this is how this race is gonna go, or are they just there strictly as as horsepower? What do you think? As you're the DS, uh, how you run? I this think team? they're. Oh, uh, no, there's horse, but you don't have to show him the ropes. He obviously knows how to race. I think, I think they watched Wout's team from last year, and they're like, let's hire a little bit of a better team. And if we got one or two guys ever around to do anything for him, bonus. You know, can bonus. I? Bonus. I got to ask a question, little guy. 
Ask and Spencer, you too. I got a new um, I got like a new wager, like a new bet that maybe I'm, I'm actually really excited to find out. Okay. Okay. It's a world tour race. Peter Sagan, Matthew Vanderpool lining up. Eh, it's Tour of Flanders doing well. Jurig Sagan lines up as well. So Jurig is there. David Vanderpool signs up also there. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. Who's the better brother? It's hard to know in a road race. I don't even, I mean, really seen David Vanderpool in a road race. Tell me you I wouldn't mean, want to. I, I mean, I'm hoping for some battles of the brothers. That's going to be that amazing. That would be. The, I mean, best case scenario is we get a 1 2 Vanderpool saga, I don't care the order, and then we get like 15 16 between the brothers, you know, oh. or like, or 16 17 ideally, so they're sprinting for 16. I mean, that's obviously our dream scenario is that we get a sandwich between yeah. the placings oh. that count. Wow. A, a Sagan win in a Jurich, uh 16th place is the pinnacle of, of sport. Do you think so, they've ever done that? That would be pretty sweet if they had. So we got, somebody will crunch the numbers on that. It won't be any of us. <laughs> Roy Yans <laughs> is the guy to watch along with Stein DeVolder for the yeah. uh, world tour listeners. Um, when Matthew Vanderpool allows them to go up the road, if you see them yeah. up the road, you better start attacking because uh, yeah. <laughs> they're going to be brought back. Now they're going to win. All right. Well, that was awesome. I love that segment. I'm actually looking forward uh, to this year. Um, Spencer, yep. is there anything else uh, you could think of um, here? Um, not off the top of my head. And with that, I'd like to thank you for listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. I'd like to thank Grimper Brothers for their continued support. Go to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee. And while you're there, check out the member page for the Wide Angle Podium Network, your source of mm-hmm. independent cycling media. You can email us at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. This is Tim 50 cents richer in Orlando, Florida. This is Matt. I came out ahead and, uh, uh, in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Boston reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The slow ride podcast bikes, advice and rumors straight from the source. The slowridepodcast.com and on Twitter at the slowridepod.